The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Finance Minister Michael McGrath has made a directive mandating public bodies to continue accepting cash payments. This addresses concerns sparked by the NCT car testing services failed cashless attempt. Now, this move may affect uh, contracted service providers and the National Driver Licence Service, raising issues of digital exclusion among older citizens. Potential government changes may expand cash acceptance requirements to private sector businesses, with the European Union now exploring a directive to enforce cash acceptance by essential retailers and service providers. Now, I'm joined by Consumer Affairs Correspondent with the Irish Times, Conor Pope, Head of Advocacy and Public Affairs at Age Action, Celine Clark, and the CEO of the Convenience Stores and News Agents Association, Vincent Jennings, all who have views on this particular topic. Uh, good morning and welcome, one and all. Uh, Connor, we'll go to you first. Um, is the government kind of retreating on this or is the government responding to a public demand? I suppose the government is responding to a public demand, Pat. And uh, obviously, a lot of people are concerned about public bodies like the NCT or, or like the Dri- National Drivers Licence Service only accepting electronic payments. Um, and it, like, it is absurd when you think about it that the NCT will only accept uh, electronic payments or bank drafts or postal orders. So you're kind of thinking, well, okay, well, if it was just electronic, it might make a degree of sense. But if you're going to accept paper in the form of a bank draft or paper in the form of a postal order, you may as well accept paper in the form of cash too, because it makes it more inclusive. And there are a lot of people who've contacted me in the Irish Times who have found themselves standing at a counter in the National Driver's Licence Service or the NCT with no form of payment other than cash and for it to be rejected. Now, you can see it from a business's perspective because handling cash costs money. It costs money in terms of insurance when you're transporting it from your premises to a bank. And there's other ancillary costs, including bank charges. So, for instance, uh, according to estimates, it costs around 2% to handle cash, whereas it costs around 0.2% to handle just electronic transactions. So make no mistake that when businesses and when enterprises decide to go uh, cashless, they're not doing it for your benefit or my benefit. They're not doing it for the smooth, the smoothness of the transactions. They're doing it because it saves them money. And you can totally understand that. But when it comes to certain entities, I think it's important that we retain an element of cash. And it's not just me, obviously, who's saying this. The European Central Bank has pointed to research suggesting people, um, there must be an option for people to pay in cash when it comes to these crucial services. And EU member states are now going to be obliged to develop strategies and legal frameworks to protect money, even in places up north like Sweden and Norway, where they have moved almost entirely to a cashless society in the last 10 or 15 years. Aren't there great security advantages, though, to not having to move loads of cash around? 100%. And listen, for a lot of people, it works really well. Like, I, speaking personally, like, weeks can go by nowadays without me seeing any filthy, grubby money. Um, and that's fine. Like, that's fine for me. Um, and like, I, I, I use contactless on my phone. I, I, I use online banking. I use my debit card. I use my credit card. I don't need to use cash. And I, could, I can envisage a time when I can envisage a world where my five-year-old will never use money. Will, and I, she will be looking at, the, at, at like 
20 cent pieces and, and euro uh, and five euro notes with the same kind of mystification that I look at pounds, shillings and pence. Uh, that would have been, I would have found in my parents' uh, drawers and whatever it might have been. But that's not to say that works for everybody. And all of the evidence shows that a significant number of people, a lot of older people, but not just older people, a lot of people who are on social welfare, a lot of people who are marginalised in society, absolutely rely on cash. So, we need to have some system whereby cash still exists. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is maybe the way people do their budgeting. If you've got 200 euro in your pocket and you're spending it, you can see you can see it as you fritter it away. Uh, if you've of. got uh, 200 on your debit card, uh, suddenly your debit card is refused because you well, simply have run out of cash. Well, there's two ways of looking at this, Pat. And like, I, I would follow a lot of uh, so-called finfluencers, money advice people on Instagram and the like. And a lot of them swear by cash. And they have these you know, notions called cash envelopes. So when you get paid every month, you put a certain amount of cash in an envelope for your groceries, a certain amount of cash in your, another envelope for bills, and, and et cetera, and et cetera, et cetera. But from my perspective, and this is just personally, if I go to a bank, an ATM, and I take out 50 euros to buy something, be it like, you know, a packet of chewing gum or whatever it might be. The Irish Times. Let's stick with something that's really important. If I take out 50 euros to buy the Irish Times in a, in a news agent, I do sometimes find myself two days later going, where did that money go? Because you do fritter it away, I, do, I find, when it's in cash. Whereas at least when you're going contactless or when you're using your debit card, the money stays in your bank and you only buy what you need when you need it. And there isn't that same sense of the money being frittered mm. away. But what, it works for different people for different strokes. All right. Uh, Connor. thank you for that. Uh, now, Celine Clark is Head of Advocacy and Public Affairs at Age Action. Uh, Celine, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, I think there's a lot of ageism in this debate. People saying old people cannot ca- handle technology. That's absolutely nonsense. Because older people have had plastic cards for many decades at this point. And the convenience of going down to a store to buy Connor Pope's Irish Times and using a contactless payment, far better than kind of foostering around in a purse or a wallet for cash. Well, absolutely. Many older people um, do have digital skills and have embraced tech digital technology. However, older age is the indicator for who is digitally excluded. We know that approximately 630,000 people over the age of 60 are either not online or have below basic digital skills. And what that means is they cannot use digital banking. So hang on a a second. If you've got a debit card and you can actually touch the terminal in a newsagent, anybody can do that. Anybody. It doesn't require any special skills, far less skills, as I say, than, you know, getting the change out and working out. uh, You you, you owe four euro and 34 cent. uh, You know, much easier. Just tap. Thank you. Goodbye. Absolutely. Tap. I tap all the time. But I can also check my balance on my app and I can control my spending in that way and monitor what I'm doing. If you don't have digital skills and you're not able to go in on the internet and check your balance and check what actually has been taken from your account and what's come in, then you are digitally excluded. And for the majority of older people, that's their reality. And the Department of Finance Commission survey for the Retail Banking Review told them that, you know, less than 30% of older 
older persons access banking um, on a weekly basis and older people are twice as likely to pay cash than the average um, mm. population and unfortunately doing something that you don't have the skills to do adequately so tapping requires digital skills um, to monitor as we just talked about in the app opens people up to two things one potential financial elder abuse and two potentially social exclusion because people are uh, limiting and undermining their own ability to conduct their affairs online and handing over their information to somebody else to do something and you shouldn't need digital skills to buy a cup of tea on Irish Rail to go to a GAA match or to get your driving licence renewed or to pay for your NCT and there's this the intervention of the Minister is really welcome to protect access to public services for people who are digitally excluded and it also gives people the opportunity to have some privacy as well and for, for me, as well as budgeting as you just talked about with Connor but many people don't want to leave a digital footprint for how much money they're getting in and coming out and that's not always to avoid revenue that's also to protect themselves potentially from mm. an abusive relationship. Okay and, and uh, you do come across retailers for example who say cash only um, and then you come across retailers uh, who will say card only you know particularly during the pandemic people didn't want to to handle filthy lucre so if you're buying a coffee uh, they preferred you to tap it rather than pass over a greasy tenner Absolutely, and some cinemas did the same. But then, what we had were Age Action had calls from older people who said, "You know, I went out with my friends, and I could, you know, we we ordered tea, and I couldn't pay for it, so I, I can't go there again." Or I went to the cinema, and I couldn't buy a ticket. I can't go there again. Or I went on Irish Rail and I couldn't get a seat or I was left standing at the bus stop because I wasn't able to pre-book the bus air and seat to be able to get on the bus. Do you know, so there, there's a, it's a hidden barrier for many people, um, but particularly for older people, they're yeah. disproportionately represented in the digital exclusion. Yeah. But the cohort. idea of uh, someone uh, emerging from the post office with uh, the pension, for example, they're vulnerable anyway if they're carrying cash. If the pension is paid directly into the, their bank account, they're not vulnerable to being mugged. Um, so th- there are positives and negatives about carrying cash. Absolutely. And they're also vulnerable to online fraud as well if they don't have the digital skills to protect themselves um, or if they hand over their affairs, their, the management of their financial affairs. And we see this quite frequently in Age Action. Older people lose control of their financial affairs, maybe to a niece or a nephew or a fam- another family member who steals their money, basically, uh, over a long, prolonged period of time and controls how they spend their money. So there's a number of reasons why it's really, really important that the Minister and government protect cash in the economy for older people and other cohorts who could be in vulnerable situations as well. And undoubtedly it's convenient for many of us, but we have to get the balance right and we have to look at it um, from an equality and rights perspective. And these people still need to participate in the economy to manage their own affairs and maintain their independence. Celine Clark, Head of Advocacy and Public Affairs at Age Action. Thank you very much. Some of the comments. Cash is great. When you're trying to buy a house, if you're only taking 100 out for a week or a month, whatever you decide to do, it makes it look better to the bank rather than having loads of small transactions on your card, just the ones. You take 100 out, you spend that, uh, and then you do the same the next week or the next month. Uh, lodging the dole, the children's allowance, pensions, etc., directly into a bank account would help prevent fraud. 
But on the other hand, my debit card was scammed twice in the past two months and my bank account compromised, so scammers have a field day with online banking. There should be both cash and cashless options. Vincent Jennings, CEO of the Convenience Stores and News Agents Association, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, convenience stores, the most convenient thing for you guys is tapping. Uh, well, it is, most certainly, but that doesn't mean that you'd exclude cash. And I think that, I mean, I, I, I the the purpose of this morning's conversation, I suppose, comes about as a result of the Minister of Finance. And I welcome very much uh, his, his his directive to government agencies um, and to those providing those services to to continue to accept or to, 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 to accept cash. I think it's a very good move. And I think that it's one that, um, by and large, society will benefit from being excluded or feeling excluded or having barriers put in front of you, whether that's in private or in, in public uh, bodies yeah. uh, it's, it's it's not on and you know we're we're supposed to be your previous speaker spoke of equality there's supposed to be equality and there should be equality in terms of how okay. you pay um, well what though uh, of the appetite among your members to go cashless uh, as i say for many it's uh, it's very convenient there can be no shrinkage shall we say in the till um you know cash has a way of finding um, the wrong oh, way sure. out of I the mean, shop. Pat, there are there are enormous benefits. We, we we're aware of that. Although they're they're not quite as marked as Connor had suggested. I mean, there are many cases when actually pr- processing plastic uh, cards, particularly corporate ca- plastic cards, is more expensive than actually processing cash. So it's not you know it's it's not an even thing. Um, you know you can do deals with uh, cash collection companies, and it's not as expensive as it is to lodging into the bank directly. There can be ways around. You can do you can organise swapping with other with other businesses mm-hmm. as well. But I mean, by and large, the the purpose of the conversation would be: do we do we welcome cash, and will we welcome cash? We most certainly will. Okay, you're not uh, changing anything anytime soon. Uh, Vincent Jennings, CEO of the Convenience Stores and News Agents Association. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.